Hi everyone, my name is Hannah OJ, welcome to my channel. So this is The Other Black Girl, Season 1, Episode 8 Review, Lego. So Nella's doing a little investigation board at her house with the photos that she found at Hazel's. Owen calls Malika over and at this point Nella is trying to figure out the link between all these girls and Hazel. All their Instagram accounts only go back by one year just like Hazel's. Like I said in an earlier review, this is not that out of the ordinary on its own. But yeah, when you meet a whole group of bitches that are acting weird and you see all these photos and then you see that their account goes back by a year, all of them, it's a bit funny. It's a bit like, where did you bitches come from? Owen does suggest that they go find Shani and they did try, but they couldn't find her anywhere, obviously, because she's part of the crew now. So then Nella does some more digging and she finds out that Ebony, do you remember the youngest tenured professor in the New York State? Well, this position at the university was created from a generous donation that came from one of the program's alumni who is Dun dun dun, Richard Wagner. Kiara is a buyer for sex. Richard just so happens to be on the board for Saks Fifth Avenue. Ruby just had an interview at Goldman Sachs, where Richard's brother just happens to be CFO. And Camille, the chemical engineer, works for a company where Richard just so happens to be a subsidiary. So Richard is the link between all these women. And he's using Hazel somehow to recruit black women all over New York City and turn them into weird, spiritless robots and just throwing them all over the place in different industries. Oh, it's so disturbing and scary when you think about it really happening. Oh, God. This actually made me think deeper about the rich white men in real life who sit on the boards of all of these powerful businesses and invest money into several businesses all over the world, not just in New York or in America. And it's just interesting to think about because it's looked at as such a like, oh yeah, of course, like when you get money and you have those opportunities, of course you invest and you create wealth and you know, you try and, but they're not just doing that. They're actually trying to affect change. They're trying to have a say in what these companies do in the moves that they make. And it just reminds you of what effect they have on the world and society by doing those things. So when you think in real life how often those spaces are taken up by people who do not want to see us succeed, who hate us, who are racist and have these toxic ideals of life, it's just so disturbing and scary when you really, really deep it. Because like, take this example, Richard has invested or sat on the board of, or has family that are CFO of, Goldman Sachs, Saks Fifth Avenue, some company that is involved in Camille's chemical engineering, they didn't say which company, and obviously Wagner Books. So that's literature, fashion, and finance. Scary. Major industries, major change. And chemical engineering, not exactly sure what that entails either, but I'm sure it's something important that affects us in society. <laughs> no, seriously, real talk, what does a chemical engineer actually do? I'm gonna have to look that up later. So at this point, Nella is really scared because she knows that she's next on their hit list. And she also feels really stupid for ever thinking that she could change Wagner from the inside. It reminded her about what Jesse said to her about needing to tear shit down from the outside if you wanna make real change in a place like Wagner. Now, in normal circumstances, I'd actually disagree with Jesse's take on it. I do think that Nella's idea, logically, is the right way to do it. I think if you really want to affect change, you do have to infiltrate through the inside because you need to know how they work, how they operate, where the opportunities are to create change. You need to be in there to know that. But I am just saying it's a waste of time. <laughs> I just don't think that any black person should be considering it their personal responsibility to do that in a company that has made it very, very clear that that's not what they want to do. I think that there's better ways to exercise our energy and our efforts and talents. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that none of us should make any effort to defeat systematic racism if we feel like we can, but I'm just saying that you should know what battles to pick and choose. And I don't think that this was ever a battle that she should have chosen. Nella's a writer. 
Nella's actually a lot like me, I'm a writer too. And she's talked about how all she wants to do is make little girls like her feel seen and heard whenever they pick up a book. So it doesn't even make any sense to me that she's even publishing at all, if I'm honest with you. She should be focusing all her efforts in writing. But I also realised that Hazel's kind of doing the same thing, and we'll go on to that in the next review when we do episode 9, but... Hazel also wants to be a writer, just like Nella. So it really, really confused and threw me that both of them, like the real person who Hazel is, wants to be a writer, but took the route of trying to be an editor to do that. I just really didn't understand that. I'm like, but Diana didn't do that. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, you lot's queen didn't do that. She wrote a book. <laughs> so I just, I don't really understand why you guys aren't doing that. Why are you saying that you want to be Diana, but you really are being Kendra Ray? Like, I, I just, uh, it's very confusing to me. But if you ask me, that's what Nella should be focusing her time doing. And believe you me, stories are very powerful. Stories can move people and affect people's behaviour in a different way and not even realise that they're doing it. So she can write stories that make people understand our plight and perspectives more and create change in that way. But you are one person, don't put that all on you, giving yourself the responsibility of changing this whole racist white company's ideology. Like, that is too much stress for a young black girl, if you ask me. And it also gets your hopes up about people who you really shouldn't. Like, I think as a creative you really got to protect your emotions don't place them in the hands of the wrong people which is essentially what Ella's done but she didn't know and I allow her because I would have definitely been a fool over Diana like my favorite author a black woman like <laughs> the reason I want to be a writer yeah like she would have had me fooled too so I get it anyway Nella decides to give Jesse a call and tell him all about it amazing idea I just wish she'd opted for a zoom meeting instead Nella is very brave because at this point when I know people are out to get me I'm not leaving my house but that's just me Nella meets up with Jesse and she tells him everything and she's actually really surprised that he believes her instantly. His response gagged me. He was like, so you're telling me some evil white man has a racist plot? I was like, yeah, yeah, when you look at it that way, yeah, it's, it's very, very believable. <laughs> And then when Nella says, I know this sounds like a conspiracy theory, and he was like, yeah, but high key, every conspiracy theory about white people being on their racist shit turns out to be true in like 20 years. And I'm like, yep, high key, the fireman is right. So they plan on using Jesse's platform to expose Wagner books. Now, this would have been a great happy ending if they wanted to go in that direction. But hey, I guess they want to leave room for season two, right? I'm just so mad at how they did Jesse because there was a little chemistry between him and Nella. And if they hadn't turned him into a coon, I would have really seen it for them. Like, that would have been really cute. I love Owen, but that man is fine. Anyway, just a couple of tables down from them, Shani is there and she's listening to their entire conversation. So at this point, we know that Hazel and the rest of the cult will know that Nella's figured it all out. Nella is getting ready to go to the launch party of this new imprint that they've been working on at Wagner. Owen and Malika are looking at her like she's crazy, but remember, she doesn't know that they know that she knows. I feel like I'm on an episode of Friends. But she just wants to get Diana on her and Jessie's team, so she's going to tell her everything. I'm not sure how she thought she was going to get an opportunity to talk to Diana on the low, the author of the book that they were literally all gathered there to celebrate, but hey, let's roll with it, I guess. Then Vera randomly calls her Kelsey Prees. She acts like she's calling to congratulate her, but that's Cap. She actually really calls to apologise, like a genuine apology. I was really surprised. She also advised Nella not to give her whole self to the job because you can't get that time back. What did I say in the review where we talked about it when Vera got fired? I literally said, you will always regret putting all your time and effort and energy into a company who would fire you like that if they wanted to. Like... Definitely be ambitious, definitely be hardworking, and I understand that it's much easier said than done to get a balance in your life when you are ambitious, but it is possible, and I suggest that everybody works hard at doing so, because at the end of the day, 
you will regret it eventually making that choice. So yeah, what Vera said. Malika pulls up on Vera at her house. I guess we're supposed to ignore the fact that it's a little crazy that she got her address somehow. Cause Nella wasn't even gonna go over there. So where did she get the address from? Just, anyway. But Vera recognizes her from the photos that she saw on Nella's desk all the time. So thankfully this one doesn't end in her calling the police. Malika said Nella really needs her help. So Vera invites her in. Meanwhile, Nella goes to the launch and she finds Diane in the bathroom. So she tells her everything then. And Diana says that she believes her that she knows there's been something wrong with Richard and Wagner for years that's why she left ever since Kendra died none of the pieces really fit but she just needed someone to help her see it so Nella's all happy and she's just thinking like yes we're gonna save the world we're gonna take on Wagner books yeah and Diana was like yeah just act like nothing is wrong Richard can't know that anything is any different so just enjoy the party and just act natural so Nella tries she sips on the champagne and she's listening to Richard tell this big speech about how he started Wagner books during this speech Richard also gives the reason for the launch of this new imprint which is called Ascendant Books. He describes it as a way to celebrate the new class of young bright voices. One of which is here tonight and then he introduces Jesse Watson as the first signee of the imprint. Nella looks like she might just collapse with the amount of shock that's hit her body at once. Jesse says he can't think of a company that aligns more with his goals and values as an artist than Wagner. And Nella's just looking at him like what? You said the exact opposite of that what are you talking about but obviously the audience we know they got jesse they got jesse y'all he's speaking in this weird like eerie velvety kind of voice that just does not belong to him and he's dead behind the eyes like it's like the lights are on but nobody's home you know that being said he still looked good in that pink suit though one thing about jesse whether he's an activist or a coon he gonna look good though anyway nella runs backstage and asks him what the fuck is going on he says you know what after our conversation i had a walk went for a haircut and then the next day i woke up and i was like no you've got richard all wrong i was like a whole 180 in a whole day my nigga like stop it but obviously we know they got to him the haircut this was when the pain dropped for me like oh the hair grease works on men i don't know why in my mind it was like a woman thing but now we also know how and why the barber is involved. If you guys remember the barber that Malika and Owen went to see, that's Hazel's boyfriend. I think it's so funny that that's the only time he's ever spoken of or referred to in the series, by the way. Like, is this Hazel's real boyfriend? Like, has he been her boyfriend from Boston? Like, who's this dude? But anyway, it sounds like he's part of the plan and he's the one that slipped the hair grease to Jesse. And that's why he acted all weird when Malika brought up Boston. But we'll talk more about everything about the hair grease when everything comes to light. Hazel pops up looking bad her damn self. Like she had this whole extraterrestrial like alien look going on with the dress. I was like, sis, oh my God, you're a psycho, but work though. Like she looked good. Hazel was saying something about how she needed to warn Nella about something as a friend. And she's like, bitch, you're not my friend. You're Richard's puppet. And this is when Hazel was like, oh, you think Richard's in charge? Girl, <laughs> you were so close to figuring it out. And then Diana comes out of the shadows out of nowhere with a bit of a sinister air about her. Not the warm, gentle, friendly vibe she's been bringing to Nella thus far. That's when the penny drops for Nella. Like, she's the one that's been doing all this. This is all her. And I really can't wait until this part of the book to unearth exactly why and how everything went down with this whole plan. Because I just don't see what this plan would do for any black man or woman. This is absolutely Richard. Like, I don't care. I don't know whether he gave her the hair grease at a very young age. I don't know if he digmatized from early and then convinced her to take the hair grease i don't know but i'm telling you diana's under a spell and we know she's using the hair grease herself we've seen her use it so i don't think that this is diana thinking as diana the real person that she is i think that this is richard's plan and he's had her hooked for a long time now 
But anyway, for now, until we get deeper into what all this really is, Diana is the boss. At this same moment, at Vera's house, Malaika is still there trying to get some tea on Richard that can help Nella. Vera eventually tells her that Diana and Richard have been having an affair for years. It started when she was first writing Burning Heart. So that's when Malaika realises that Diana's also involved. Hi guys, sorry, my camera's battery ran out and oh my god, I had such an ordeal trying to set up the camera today. The lighting's been pissing me off, my battery already died and I had to change it and I forgot to charge this one as well. I don't know what I was thinking last time I was filming. But anyway, I was like, fuck it, we only got a little bit left. So let go. So back at the launch party, Richard calls Hazel and Nella's names for them to come on stage. And Nella is still standing there shocked like her heart is in her stomach right now. So Diana pushes her on stage talking about it's time for her big moment. I think this plan was to ensure one of two things. Either they'd finally be able to somehow force Nella into admitting defeat and becoming one of their docile robots. Because remember, a couple of those girls are there voluntarily. So that made me think that a couple of them kind of knew what this was. But like Hazel, they were so desperate for whatever it was that Diana dangled in front of them that they just agreed to do it. But they are still, you know, docile robots. They just kind of willingly went into it as opposed to being drugged. So uh, yeah, I think they were hoping that might happen. Or if Nella fought against them, she just looked crazy. And it's in front of a huge audience, so it completely takes away her credibility if she ever tries to expose them after this on social media or anything. The second scenario is exactly what happened. Nella starts shouting at Hazel, saying she's crazy. They're not fucking sisters. They're all crazy. Look at Jesse. He looks like a robot. Is this what they do to people? Is this what you did to Kendra Ray? What did you do to Kendra Ray? Like, just going in and she's just standing there watching everyone look back at her like a lunatic and she clocks that this is probably exactly what they did to Kendra Ray made her look crazy to everybody just like this so yeah once she's clocked that they made her look insane in front of her whole company and in front of the whole publishing industry she runs off stage Malaika meanwhile is calling her and running down the street leaving her voicemail saying that Diane is involved she needs to get the fuck up out of that party right now she crosses the street and Shani hits Malaika with a car and I swear to God, the way she got hit, I really thought she died. And I thought I was gonna have to write it because I done told you lot that was my favorite character. And every time I see her, like, I don't know why, but whenever I see more and more Nigerian actors just emerging and doing big things in Hollywood, I just feel such a surge of pride. So when they killed her off, or when I thought they killed her off, I was like, no, you did not do that shit. Because remember, I read half of the book. I don't even think I got halfway through, so I don't really remember what happened. I'm rereading the book now. I said that in my last review. And well done to them. They stuck very much to the plot, but also, like, they, they definitely used creative license here and there, but it didn't take away from the plot of the story, and it actually made it better, in my opinion. Like, the changes they made, I agreed with them. Like, it would probably be along the lines of something I would do if I was writing the TV show which I am not, just talking about it in my room. <laughs> but yeah, I was happy to see by the end of the season that she was alive, because I really, really thought that she died by the way she got hit. At this exact same moment, Nella is outside the launch party and she's trying to call Malaika most likely, but she's on her phone anyway. And these female goons that pulled up on Shani pull up on her and throw her inside a nondescript van again. And that is the end of the episode. So I'm really excited about the next two reviews. I'm a little bit behind with throwing these ones all up. So that's why you guys got four at once because um, last week was just crazy hectic and I didn't edit them in time. So I apologize for that. But even though the show's been out for like a month and a half at this point, so I don't even know who's watching it, I'm really, really enjoying the plot of the story. It's actually made me understand and like the book a lot more than I did it originally, which is good. A TV show shouldn't really have to do that, so I still wouldn't say the book was a huge success in that sense, um, because there's still parts of the plot that I'm like, like, I feel like 
they're actually more forcing a narrative as opposed to writing a story, if that makes sense. And I'll get deeper into it when I review the last two episodes. But yeah, I say that to say I'm read I'm hoping to finish the book by the time I review the last two episodes next week to gain a full understanding of the plot and what they're trying to achieve and how it compares with the TV show because I really I'm enjoying the story and I also think Garcelle is doing a really good job playing this character there's a couple moments when it gets a bit more to the darker side that I'm like oh I feel like you could have just just gone there a bit more Garcelle you know just really given it to us you know with the evil shit but other than that I think she's done a really good performance I think that um who is it is it ne someone Daniel Singh Claire Daniel I think is the main character's real name I think she's done a really good job playing Nella and the woman who plays Hazel as well I think her name's Ashley something she was in Riverdance or Riverdale whatever that show that you lot love is called um but yeah she's really I think Hazel and Nella play the hell out of their roles I think they both did a really good job and you lot know I love Malika and I've, I can't believe I forgot that girl's real name oh my god how can I forget my my sister's real name I'm gonna look that up and I'll definitely know for next time but yeah Anyway, really, really looking forward to the last two episodes because the next one, the second to last episode, is all about Hazel and how she got to be here. And then the last episode is obviously the finale and how everything all comes together. So I'm really, really looking forward to reviewing those last two. Thank you guys for tuning in to my reviews. Please do comment below and let me know what you think of my reviews and what you think of the TV show. And in the meantime, please also subscribe to my channel for more reviews. But yeah, my name is Hannah OJ and I am out. Bye.